This program is brought to you by Haymarket Books as part of our live event series. Haymarket Books is a radical, independent publisher dedicated to connecting social movements with the ideas they need in the struggle for a better world. You can help support the Haymarket Project by buying books at haymarketbooks.org and especially by joining the Haymarket Book Club. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and the Haymarket YouTube channel to access all of our upcoming events. Welcome, everyone. My name is Idris Goodman. This is Another Black Body. This body is mine, but also political. When it stands, how it walks with a bop that's centrifugal. This body was once considered three-fifths of a human's. This body birthed by a woman who was birthed by a woman in a city of black alloy. This body fled before the rust settled. This body nomadic, moving through zip codes propelled by static. This body don't do neckties. It wears hoodies, ball caps, t-shirts, sneakers. This body needs freedom. This body stay in headlines, hunted, some say hated, Some say this body celebrated when adorned with gold and vest and nine shot ventilated by Smith and West. This body no hunger. This body starved. Yes, this body get stress. This body knows love, shows love, never held guns, never sold drugs. This body is black since birth, African, American. This body got DNA of a slave master. This body got a master's degree and still this body ignorant, sometimes foolish, full of it. This body push iron and keep trying. This body's a gazelle, this body's a lion. This body is a prayer to never know a cell. Got blood, got heart. This body keep moving. This body's a shark, this body's an ocean. This body swings, grooves, moves, rhythm slides electric this body don't know how to dougie this body get ugly don't pop bottles not bubbly this body pop and lock they trying to lock this body to a gurney this body needs attorneys it's known rivers searching for the mountaintop this body trying to know itself this body survives endures makes mistakes wasn't no mistake this body got two hands that clap salute give dap Two hands, black hands sided, become fists, legs that sprint when the rope get ignited. Political, the subject and headline, a force that's centrifugal. Behind the hashtag, this body is mine. To protect, to cherish, mine. To deprive, this body is fed well. This body is alive. Welcome, y'all. This is the- APC Juice Goodwin. Yo, what fam, a, beautiful, beautiful work, my man. Salutes thank and thank you, you. Thank you for setting yeah, yeah, the tone. Sure. Thank you for kicking it off proper, for real. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, man. It was an honor to follow those slapping tracks by Mother Nature. Who you will hear from more this evening. I'm very excited to to uh, have Mother Nature perform live in the space. Uh, welcome to everybody. Uh, this is Breakbeat Poets Live, Chapter 2. Mm. Um, and and uh, we have we have a we have a, a wonderful lineup tonight, man. Just heavy tremendous, hitters, man. All yo, through the tremendous. building, uh, we got this. Is, this is yo. Oh, can man. I just tell you why I'm excited about this, man? Just just, yeah. just to get for real, for real, for real. It's like you know, a lot. Of, some folks have been 
you know, not doing their events, you know, that they had scheduled, which I completely understand. They're just like, it's too much, too heavy. And, but I, but I, I truly believe the thing I've been saying is like, it's, it's my responsibility to be publicly alive and be publicly vocal. And it's, it's, and so, and I know that, that, and that feels like pretty, pretty major, you know what I'm saying? And so it's a courageous thing for everybody to be here to, together. And I think um, we're doing something really good for people. I think we're, we're a lot of people really need this. So um, it, it feels really exciting that this is happening. And I'm just so excited for who we're going to, that, that this is happening, man. And like all the voices that are together right now, because there are some brilliant, brilliant minds and hearts on this Zoom call right now. Like it's like folk, folk have no idea what's, what's about to happen to them. Yeah, no, man. Yeah. You know, folks, folks, minds are going to be blown. And, and I think they're they're you know, their their spirits going to be uplifted tonight. And I think that's what happens in yeah. part, man. Like we we heal and build in the cipher. And it's part of the reason why I think we, you know, seek these spaces and build these spaces. And, and certainly I think why we find ourselves in the space tonight, you know. Um, you know what I like to consider, Kevin Cole? Yeah. I like please. to consider it a bit of saging. For just just a little moment in this little bit of cloud space that we have together, we are saging it a little bit and being like, no, we still we we will not be diminished. Like our lights will not be put out. You know what I'm saying? Like the will to live will continue on and we must shine. We must spread some reminder of why life is precious, is a gift and that we are doing it all. We are not doing it for the gram. We're doing it for the record son. Yeah. Yes, sir. And thank you, man. Thanks for setting the tone with that piece. That piece, of course, is from your, your latest collection. Uh, Can I kick it? Oh, this old thing. Yeah. Listen, it's not books. about me right now, man. Listen, listen, I'm just no. a sacrificial listen, poet. Listen, just it's a, a beautiful, man. it's you a beautiful piece. Comic. It's a beautiful piece and it's courageous to admit that you don't know how to Dougie. So thank you for taking that opportunity listen, to, man. and listen, man. Listen, that's about honesty. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Exactly, young, people, man. young people like honesty, you know? That's My right. Era, Transparency. You know, you know, yeah, you know what I mean? They want to do it. That's right. That's right. Well, look, we have right. we we have we have a, an incredible lineup. You're, you're going to hear tonight um, from just you know brilliant, brilliant people. Franny Choi, Man, Maya Marshall I, 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 is in the building. John Rio hmm. is in the house. Jose Olivares uh, in the building, and then Mother Nature as well, who you've heard oh, from up top. We're going to going to see perform uh, live for us tonight. So, Idris, can we can we hop into uh, to our first reader? Man, let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. You doing all right, Kevin Cole? I mean, are you doing all right? I'm good, man. Yeah, I mean, look, we, you know, you are in Louisville and, and I'm in Chicago and we have people coming from from all over the, you know, the the states right now to, to be in this space. And we have people in the chat who are tuning in from all over the country. I think it was significant last up, night people? that all 50 states uh, had resistance movements. People were in the streets um, because, you know, it, it is it is far too long for people to recognize that this moment is, is, is upon us, but it is also powerful to see so many people activated in this moment. And, you know, something you said the other night, uh, I am motivated by this moment and I'm motivated by the, the hope, the desire that people remain engaged, uh, six days, six months, six years from now too, because it is a long haul and a long march towards justices. Uh, Dr. King, uh, might, 
be paraphrased. Mm. And, um, you know, look, mm. the, the movement, the resistance needs, needs all of us from, from whatever vantage point we come from, uh, to do this work of, of ending white supremacy and making sure that there is uh, true, you know, true equity for, for all people. So, um, you know, salutes to everybody in the building tonight. Yeah. And, uh, I'm excited, man. So I want, I want to introduce, I want to introduce our first reader tonight. Um, let's get it. Uh, Franny Choi is the author of two poetry collections, soft science and floating mm. brilliant gone. She's a Kundiman fellow, a 2019 Ruth Lilly Dorothy Sargent Rosenberg fellow, and a graduate of the University of Michigan's Helen Zell Writers Program. She co-hosts the podcast mm. Verses uh, alongside mm. Denez Smith and is a Charles Boland fellow in English at Williams College. Uh, on socials, um, she's Franny Choir on Twitter and Franny Chino on IG, but she could give you those too. Franny, Welcome to the cipher, and thanks for being in the building. Let's go. Hey, oh man, um, it's it it's such a it's such like a wild honor and a beautiful thing to to get to be here. Um, another round of applause from home for Mother Nature's amazing set. That was so good. I can't wait to to hear more at the end. Um, that was yeah, it's really really great. Um, and I'm so yeah, I'm so honored to get to read with some real like absolute heroes of mine um, and people that I'm lucky to count as friends as well. So um, yeah, my heart is hurting this week, um, but it feels rejuvenating to get to share this space with you. Um, my heart is hurting for Chicago. My heart is hurting for my hometown or my, my movement family in Providence. My heart is hurting for my hometown in Atlanta. Um, yeah. For Detroit. Um, who's, who uh, has a really special place in my heart too. Um, and I think the w one thing that I want to say before I, I read these two poems is, um, is that I really hope that all of the, uh, all the Asian American folks who, um, you know, in the last few months have very rightfully been decrying the anti-Asian racism that was uh, uh, spreading as a result of, of Trump calling it a Chinese virus, et cetera, um, are, you know, just as vocal, even more vocal with their bodies and their words, um, fighting uh, the the epidemic of racism against our our kin, uh, our black kin. So um, yeah, yeah. So that's all I'll say. Um, this is a new poem, a new that I wrote a few days ago, thinking about um, my friends and especially thinking about Denez doing the work that they're work that they're doing in Minneapolis. Aaron says the world is upside down and it's true. The cops are shooting rubber bullets at even the white journalists. Now the target is on fire and the Wells Fargo's shining faced kicked in by white boys with gas masks and hammers. Some of them actual Nazis. And yet the upside down world is also by definition, the same world like the map that hung in the hallway of the house where I lived three or four lives ago. Argentina at the top, Greenland kissing its toes. It was a metaphor, someone explained, for seeing things another way. So yes, if it is true that another killer cops killed another black life, another unauthorized chokehold, another no charge again, once more riot gear again, once more riot gear again, budget, once again, gas station flames more. Who's to blame gets blamed again. If again and again it is the same, then it holds that the opposite must also be true. The so-called opposite world, 
the world of food drop-off stations, of phone trees, of bailouts and carry an extra mask, the world of kneeling for a stranger's gift of milk to flush the tear gas, the world of saying a thing in unison, so clear it drills a hole through to the other side of what's possible, so clear and wholly inverted, we realize it's been here all along, O kingdom of fire, O kingdom of food, with the same mouth we take your blessings, with the same mouth we pronounce you come. Um, and this one is called Field Trip to the Museum of Human History. It's a poem that I wrote a few years ago when I was having, um, when I was doing work that was being called abolitionist work. And um, I was having a lot of trouble understanding what a world without cops would even look like. Um, and so, uh, so par part of my process of getting there was to write this poem. Um, it takes place in a future long after the abolition of cops. May we be on our way. Field trip to the Museum of Human History. Everyone had been talking about the new exhibit, recently unearthed artifacts from a time no living hands now remember. What 12-year-old doesn't love a good scary story? Doesn't thrill at rumors of her own darkness whispering from the canyon? We shuffled in the dim light and gaped at the secrets, reborn in clay, buried in clay, reborn as warning signs. A nightstick, so called for its use in extinguishing the lights in one's eyes. A machine used for scanning fingerprints like cattle ears, grain shipments. We shuddered, shoved our fingers in our pockets, acted tough, pretended not to listen as the guide said, Ancient American society was built on competition and maintained through domination and control. In place of our modern day accountability practices, the institution known as police kept order using intimidation, punishment, and force. We pressed our noses to the glass, strained to try to imagine strangers running into our homes, pointing guns in our faces because we'd hoarded too much of the wrong kind of property. Jadira asked something about redistribution and the guide spoke of safes, evidence rooms, more profit. Marianne asked about raiding the rich and the guide said, in America, there were no greater protections from police than wealth and whiteness. Finally, Zaki asked what we were all wondering, but what if you didn't want to? And the walls snickered and said, steal, padlock, strip search, hard stop. Dry mouthed, we came upon a contraption of chain and bolt, an ancient torture instrument the guide called handcuffs. We stared at the diagrams and almost felt the cold metal licking our wrists almost tasted dirt, almost heard the siren and the slammed door, the cold-blooded click of the cocked-back pistol, and our palms were slick with some old recognition, as if in some forgotten dream we had lived this way, in submission, in fear, assuming positions of power were earned or at least carved in steel, that they couldn't be torn down like musty curtains, an old house cleared of its dust and obsolete artifacts. We threw open the doors to the museum, shedding its nightmares on the marble steps and bounded into the sun toward the school buses or toward home or the forests or the fields or wherever our good legs could roam. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Stay safe. Hey, Franny Choi. Franny Choi. Yo, Franny, thank you so much for those yeah. fire.
poems. Yeah, doing enough work. Enough work. Yeah. You, I love, you know, I love what were you gonna say? Play no, play? go ahead, man. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, go ahead. I was just gonna note, you know, like big shout out, shout out the 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 uh not you know the soft rhyme scheme there in the middle too. Like I, I see I see with the bars. Oh, Franny has so many yeah, bars, yeah. you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. And and the thing that I love, you know, I, I always check for the artists that I love because they, you know, not only does is their work speak for itself, but their work in the community speaks volumes about who they are and what they do. Yeah. And I really admire so much of the work that Franny does and has been do- doing. And and that last yeah. poem, particularly, I think, kind of speaks to so much of what this space is about and and why I rock with artists because you know certainly this world has been imagined. And so it's also on us to unfurl our radical imagination into the space to think about a world that is without police, a world that is without white supremacy, a world that is without capitalism and and all of these things that keep people separate separated from one another. And so I just I really admire uh everybody in, in the building tonight and that poem in particular by, by Franny. Thank you. This is why the uh, this is why the poets need a seat at the table because you know when people ask these questions of you know well who's gonna you know these automatic questions whenever you come up with an idea that seems radical to some well, well how are you gonna whatever and the poet's job is to say well here's one one here's what it could look like right like that's that's what we do and we articulate it in a way we using craft we build the answer and the and the possibility and the reality so you know this is not just a you know, our feelings. This is also our architecture. You feel right. me, you know? Yeah. yeah, this is this is our plan. This is our urban plan, right? This is, this so, is well, yeah. come on now. Come yeah. on now. Yeah. You know, no, it's, not, your whole thing is opened up. Like, hey, listen. You know, you, um listen. yo, you uh I feel I feel like it, you know what's funny because we, we asked people to read two poems and now I'm like I'm yeah. I, I want I want Freddie to like dip back in and just like kick another sixteen. Let's but, just go, let's just do let's just do like a round, let's just keep going. Just let's, okay. All right. Let's, let's, we all let, pass out. Let's let's bring let's bring in uh, our next reader. Um, yes. I want to I want to introduce uh, Maya Marshall, who is a writer mm. and editor, co-founder of Underbelly, the journal on the practical magic of poetic revision. Uh, Marshall has earned fellowships from McDowell, Vermont Studio Center, Callaloo, the Watering Hole, and Cave Conum. She's the author mm. of Second Hand and a former senior editor of Pink. Uh, her writing appears in Best New Poets 2019, Muslim Magazine, Rhino, Blackbird, The Volta, and elsewhere. She lives in Chicago. You already know what it is, where she works as manuscript editor for Haymarket Books. Her debut poetry collection, All the Blood Involved in Love, is forthcoming on Haymarket Books and the Breakbeat Poets. And I have oh. to say, Maya is my week to week, like, I, you know, my go to in this work of putting Breakbeat books out on Haymarket and is such a fine editor. And as you're about to see a bar writer, Mar Marshall, welcome to the cipher. Hello friends. Hello, fellow poets. Thank you for, uh, for having me. Thanks for being in this bright spot in this, um, dark week. Um, yeah, Vivi, Vivi Francis says the poets are the vanguard. People wonder what it is we do. We do the imagining and the documenting and, um, Archiving of what is already beautiful without um, without adding frills. So I'm going to read two poems. I'm gonna, uh, let's see. I want to say that there are not women um, and GNC people directly mentioned in these poems, but those are the people on my heart right now. Uh, and that includes Brianna Taylor and Sandra Bland and Ayanna Jones and Tony McDade and, 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 and. 
Um, Lavender Menace was a group of lesbians who showed up at like a national women's march and was like, fuck y'all, y'all are leaving us out for no reason. Those people did not include the brown women, so I'm going to take that term and apply it to the brown queers too. Lavender Menace uh, adopts a black boy. And some are black boy burns. Say, black boy takes shelter. Imagine summer camp. Black boy afloat in Link, Michigan. Black boy pinata. Black boys dance. Death drop. Black boy could be a first cousin once removed. Black boy would be 10 now or 12. Black boy looks like a father he's never seen. Black boy is a grandma's boy. He is amalgam. Black boy is dragonfly. Brilliant, iridescent, conspicuous in flight. 24,000 omatidia. Black boy is anther and filament. Black boy is a tiger. Tiger, black boy is steel at 17K. Black boy is waiting, is chicken chest. Black boy is grandfather clock tall. Black boy has never been a clock tower. Black boy's egret wings is flying, is his father's arms. Black boy is lisp and puppy scented. Black boy is whipping boy. Black boy is billy goat's gruff. Black boy's first home is ragdoll. It's a closet corner. It's tender purple. Black boy is a plum pit, a walnut hull. Black boy is curupira. Black boy is a dark city. Is an open window. Is a roving squad car. Is crashing glass and song. A single black boy is the softest avocado in the market. A black boy is confetti. See his locked hair fairy. See his smile shatter light. See him shake in his new bathroom. See him wash his hands and brush his teeth. See the little boy explode into laughter. All right, so I don't think that there are maybe enough, uh, oh, thank you friends, um, monuments to black love. So here's this one I wrote in response to a photo in a series in a, um, an exhibit called Southbound, came out last year. South Carolina. The lovers in the photograph. The men nestle one inched into the cleft of his love's thighs. They wait under the eye of the sun in the bullseye of the camera's lens as a white witness documents black love on a late spring day in Chesapeake, Virginia in the year 2000 and something. One, eyes closed, lips resting against his fellow's cheekbone. The other, eyes open, stares forward, soft-browed as if he's just opened his eyes. Two moles make a base clef of the curve of his left eye, or a colon. Open exposure in this one frame. Loose clothes betray a slim collarbone, a meaty bicep, two modest black bellies, sun coppered and hairy, the slightest catch and a fold, a clasp on an elbow. The lovers caught, lean into each other, away from the leaves, well in front of the building, holding their spot on the black top of the complex's parking lot, locked as if in bronze. I've never seen a monument like this. Do-rag and chin-strap mustache. Brawn-armed bear with a fresh, tight fade. I've lived at the corner of Confederate and Lincoln. Spat on the stone feet of a gynecological barbarian. Seen equestrians erected high above men's heads, but never yet two sleek, wide noses. 
a one man's neck tilted in supplication, mouth slit open to let the air dart in, hands wound lightly around a waist and lower back, knuckles alit on a broad, dockered thigh, two men spun like blossoming vines, shining and the splendor of two like soldiers in love. In light, not in shadow. But here, the woman's eye has arrested our fellows in dewy day, without labored sweat or defiant glances, not off guard or posed, but seeming free and seeming safe in the baleen of each other's embrace. Thanks, Lovies. Oh, yes, yo. Yo. My Marshall fan. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? It's going down. <laughs> We only two poets in. We only two poets in. It's already a thing. What was it? Uh, uh, the black boy is the softest avocado. Yo, can I tell stop. you? Stop. Come on. Just, come on, yo. Just stop. out the gate. I just, I love how yeah, she comes not, in the room with ready. the club banger too, you know? Can we, can, a, little, a little heads up would have been nice. Like you trying to, you know what I mean? All you're saying. What you trying to do to me. What you trying to do to me? I, uh, um, I, I'm so excited for her book because that's that's a little taste of uh, what like is, what you saying. That's, that's like it, a mousse, it's mousse. Like, for her. She was just you know that was she just like it's Wednesday. Let me <laughs> let me offer these. You know what I mean? Um, but that it's going to be all uh, uh, you know all the blood involved in love is is going is a is a beautiful essential important collection. I'm excited. I'm excited to to have. Yeah, it. When's that drop? When's that drop, man? Yo, I don't know. Day, I mean, next year, I hope 21, Maya, 22, maybe. I, yeah, oh, we're, stop. Uh, see, fall 21. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fall 21. I'm doing yeah. the Dr. Dre detox. I see what it is. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's definitely not going to be that. Hey, when it's, it's definitely finished. not going to be that. <laughs> That's why he gets so much Botox is because he can't keep a straight face when people ask him about the record. It's too soon. My bad, y'all. Listen, I'm gonna. I'm, I'll leave. I'll just. Yeah. I'll. It's been. It's been a good night. I've enjoyed myself thus far. Listen. Listen. Poems do. They, they rattle all. They scramble. You know what I mean. All. All your good sense. Yeah. Yeah. They it make breaks you, you down. Yeah. It breaks you down. You know. You re, you resort to puns and and dad jokes and things. Um. Let's go. Let's go. Who next, man? All right. Next? All right. Yo, I'm. Even we'll we'll, we'll keep it moving. We'll, it does not stop. It really does not stop. We. Next to Flex, John Murillo is the author of the poetry collections Up Jump the Boogie, finalist for both the Kate Tuss Discovery Award and the Penn Open Book Award, and contemporary America po American poetry. His honors include many, two Larry Neal Writer, Writers Awards, a Pushcart Prize, the J. Howard and Barbara M.J. Wood Prize from the Poetry Foundation and fellowships from the NEA, the Breadloaf Writers Conference, Fine Arts Work Center of Provincetown, Kavik Connor Foundation, the Wisconsin Institute for Creative Writing. Recent poems have appeared or are forthcoming in such publications as American Poetry Review, Poetry and Best American Poetry 2017, 19, and 20. Uh, John Murillo is an assistant professor of English at Wesleyan University and also teaches in a low residency MFA program at Sierra Nevada University. He lives in Brooklyn. And when, look, when, when, I, when I, I didn't know we were going to be able to get him, and uh, I've not spoke to John. John used to live in Chicago. But when I reached out, he just, he was like, yo, I'm down. Because that's how he, he you know, that's, that's how this community uh, gets it in. John Murillo, welcome to the Cypher, man. And thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. You guys can hear me okay? All right, cool. Um, no, seriously, man. This is one of those things that uh, I didn't know that I needed. But I needed this. I needed this. I needed to 
be here, uh, to hear your words, to, to just share your energy and be part of this community um, in general, but tonight of all nights. Yeah. So thank you. Um, I'm going to break the rules just a little bit. Um, no, we're reading two poems a piece. I'm actually going to read just one of my own, but I wanted to open with two short poems uh, from Lucille Clifton, if I could. Um, I just felt like uh, it was necessary to bring her voice into the room. Yeah. So the first one is a really short poem. It's only five lines long. It's called, Why Some People Be Mad at Me Sometimes. They ask me to remember, but they want me to remember their memories. And I keep on remembering mine. And this next one is um, written in the voice of James Byrd. If you remember, he was the man who was um, lynched and dragged to death behind a pickup truck in Jasper, Texas um, in 1998. And I wanted to dedicate the reading of this poem to George Floyd and um, all the other recent victims of, uh, of state violence. Yeah. Jasper, Texas, 1998, for Jay Bird. I am a man's head hunched in the road. I was chosen to speak by the members of my body. The arm, as it pulled away, pointed toward me. The hand opened once and was gone. Why and why and why should I call a white man Brother, who is the human in this place? The thing that is dragged or the dragger? What does my daughter say? The sun is a blister overhead. If I were alive, I could not bear it. The townsfolk sing, we shall overcome. While hope bleeds slowly from my mouth, into the dirt that covers us all. I am done with this dust. I am done. That's uh, Lucille Clifton. Uh, you just mentioned a few words that resonated with me earlier. Uh, the preciousness of life, honesty and transparency. One of the things that I try to do in my writing in general, but in particular in this book, uh, that just came out is um, I'm looking at notions of masculinity that uh, we've all um, to some degree or another have adopted. Yeah. Um, most of them toxic, um, all of them problematic. And so one of the things that I try to write about is how I and uh, people um, of my generation have really participated in violence, you know, we're decrying state violence, but also um, there are many ways in which we personally have participated over the years. Um, this poem is called On Confessionalism. Not sleepwalking, but waking still with my hand on a gun and the gun in a mouth and the mouth on the face of a man on his knees. Autumn of 89, 
and I'm standing in a Section 8 apartment parking lot, pistol cocked, and staring down at this man, then up into the mug of an old woman staring, watering the single sad flower to the left of her stoop, the flower also staring. My engine idling behind me, a slow moaning bass line and the bark of a dead rapper nudging me on, all to say someone's brokenhearted. And this man with the gun in his mouth, this man who, like me, is really little more than a boy, may or may not have something to do with it, may or may not have said a thing or two, Betrayed a secret, say, that walked my love away. And why not say it? She adored me. And I, her, more than anyone, anything in life up to then and then still for two decades after and therefore went for broke. Blacked out and woke, having gutted my piggy and pawned all my gold to buy what a homeboy said was a Beretta. Blacked out and woke, my hand on a gun, the gun in a mouth, a man who was really a boy on his knees. And because I loved the girl, I actually paused before I pulled the trigger. Once, twice, three times. Then panicked not just because the gun jammed, but because what if it hadn't? Because who did I almost become there that afternoon in a Section 8 apartment parking lot pistol cocked with the sad flowers staring? Because I knew the girl I loved, no matter how this all played out, would never have me back. Day of damaged ammo or grime that clogged the chamber. Day of faulty rods or springs come loose in my fist. Day nobody died. So why not hallelujah, say amen or thank you? My mother sang for years of God, babes and fools. My father, lymph node masses fading from his x-rays, said surviving one thing means another comes and kills you. He's dead, and so I trust him. Dead, and so I'd wonder years about the work I left undone. Boy on his knees, a man now risen and likely plotting his long way back to me. Fuck it. I tucked my tool like the movie gangsters do and jumped back in my bucket. Cold enough day to make a young man weep. Afternoon when everything or nothing changed forever. The dead rapper grunted, the bass line faded. My spirits whispered something from the trees. I left, then lost the pistol in a storm drain, somewhere between that life and this. Left the pistol in a storm drain, but never got around to wiping away the prince. Thank you.
Yes, sir. Thank you, Yo. John Mario, man. Doesn't Yo, stop. So many Doesn't things. Stop. So, 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 so I just, well, there's many things. I have two things I want to say. First thing I want to say, and this is for everyone listening out in the digital sphere, is that what you witness is uh, a rarely used uh, rule, which is, is we saw John Mario invoke the Lucille Clifton rule, which is, is that if you are limited to a number of poems, you can get around that because, um, of course, you can read as many Lucille Clifton poems because uh, there's food, there's oxygen, and there's Lucille Clifton poems. So very, very smart move by John Mario up top. Uh, second, I want to say that uh, what I just heard just now was something, it was basically a blues, what, we, what we're going to call a blues opera. That was, that was a very tragic blues poem uh, that I just could not not see on stage with music playing. It was, it was, uh, yeah. So that, so, so shout out John Mario. Yeah, man. And, uh, that's in the new joint, which I just, I just got, you know, I'm, uh, I just got in the mail contemporary American poetry. So all these folks have books and platforms and spaces to support. So please make sure you do and, uh, salute John. Thank you, man. Thanks for, thanks for being in the cipher. Um, Idris, how you doing, man? We're, we're, I mean, we're, I'm a, we're already I'm changed. I'm not, I, know. I was a different guy like 10 minutes ago, like 15 minutes ago. Yes. Um, have you learned how to Dougie since? No. <laughs> I didn't know if that was the change you were referencing. No, I still don't. I still do not know. No, 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 no. I am. I am changed uh, in, the, in, in ways that I will not even be able to understand, but I will be happy to explain at the next great people. Uh, cafe event. Okay, well, well, good. Yeah, keep but it tuned in tune for chapter three then. The world don't let's go. All right. Uh, you well, you I'm good, right? man. I'm, I'm, this is, no, this is spectacular. I mean, I, it, it, these, these, these events so far have been, you know, they're, they're dreams. They're really like some of my, my yeah. favorite writers on, on the planet in one space. And, you know, I mean, typically, right, we wouldn't be able to be together in this way. And so, you know, because of the situation, because of the conditions, we're able to gather in this way and commune and build and hear one another. And I I just think that there's something also very special that we get to see into each other's homes, too, you know, or wherever we're at now. You know, I mean, everyone has, you know, their own setup behind them, Um, but it's nice. You know, Mother Nature has like like the built-in gallery. (laughs) Much much like some people play like fantasy football. This is like your fantasy poetry night that's happening right now where you're like, yo, I want John Mario, but I want John Mario to invoke the Lucio Clifton rule. Oh, that's, that's all him. But yes, but these, these are, these are like, uh, these are like, you know, you know, the, the, the dream team is assembled. Yeah. Oh, the dream team is here. Oh yes. They're here. The dream team is here. There you go. Um, should we keep it? Should we keep it pushing? I mean, I can't believe it. <laughs> be more bars. I don't know. I don't know. It's like it's like downtown Nashville on a Friday night. Could there possibly wow. be more bars? Wow. Um, indeed, there is. Jose right. Olivares is a writer from Chicago and Calumet City, Illinois. He is the author of Citizen Illegal and the editor, along with Willie Perdomo and Felicia Rose Chavez, of the brand new fourth volume of the Brigby Poets anthology series, Latinx. Uh, Jose is uh, residing in BK, but as you can see, stays repping Chicago on his heart and his mind every day. Jose, welcome to the Cypher fam. Thank you for having me. What's up, everybody? 
Um, my name is Jose Guadalupe Olivares. Um, I just want to say that I'm really uh, glad to be here with Maya and Franny and John Murillo and Idris and Kevin and Mother Nature. Um, I'm going to read this poem. This is a new poem. This poem is called It's Only Day Whatever of the Quarantine and I'm Already Daydreaming of Robbing Rich People. It's in a few different parts. One, I would like to punch Jeff Bezos in his stupid face, and I would like health care in case my hand bruises, and I would like to live long enough to hug my friends, to kiss my mom and dad on their foreheads, and not worry about infecting them. I would like to live long enough to punch Jeff Bezos in his stupid face again. Is it stupid? Stupid or not, I would like to punch it. Two, what does that solve, you could ask? This isn't a good poem, you could say. And you're right, it's not a good poem. I don't have health care. I don't have health care. I don't have health care. There's no way to make that pretty. Three, but let me try. When sirens brush by our block, I see cardinals and blue jays brawling. Their feathers tickle our buildings. All I hope is the ambulance leaves before my magic trick unfeathers itself and the sirens become sirens become sirens. Three, if we stole a billion dollars from Jeff Bezos, he wouldn't even notice, so let's steal more. Four, when sirens brush by our block, I don't see birds, I see bills bills and coffins. And when I see coffins, I see all the debt that can't be buried with me. How even in death, my name will be a worm in an accountant spreadsheet. So that's the first one. Um, then, you know, I want to quickly say, um, so Nate Marshall, who's in the YouTube chat, I saw and Tarfia Fezula and Franny Choi, who's here with us. Uh, a team of us are writing poems, individualized, personalized poems for anyone who donates money to bail funds. All you have to do is send a photo of your receipt to poemsforthefree at gmail.com and someone will send you a poem. Uh, so if, you, if you've already made a donation, if this inspires you to make a donation, um, let's make a donation so we can bail out some people until we abolish these prisons and abolish these police and uh, can use that money for other things. This poem is called Mexican Heaven. One, all of the Mexicans sneak into heaven. St. Peter has their name on the list, but none of the Mexicans have trusted a list since Ronald Reagan was president. Two, St. Peter is a Mexican named Pedro, but he's not a saint. Pedro waits at the gate with a shot of tequila to welcome all the Mexicans to heaven, but he gets drunk and forgets about the list. All the Mexicans walk into heaven, even our no good cousins who only go to church for baptisms and funerals. Three, it turns out God is one of those religious Mexicans who doesn't drink or smoke weed, so all the Mexicans in heaven party in the basement while God reads the Bible and thumbs a rosary. God threatens to kick all the Mexicans out of heaven, si no paran con las pendejadas. So the Mexicans 
drink more discreetly. They smoke outside where God won't smell the weed. God pretends the Mexicans are reformed. Hallelujah. This cycle repeats once a month. Amen. Four. Jesus has a tattoo of La Virgen de Guadalupe covering his back. It turns out he's your cousin Jesus from the block. It turns out he gets reincarnated every day and no one on earth cares all that much. Five. All the Mexican women refuse to cook or clean or raise the kids or pay bills or make the bed or drive you to work or do anything except watch the novelas. So heaven is gross. The rats are fat as roosters and the men die of starvation. Six, there are white people in heaven too. They build condos across the street and ask the Mexicans to speak English. I'm just kidding. There are no white people in heaven. Seven, tamales, tacos, tostadas, tortas, pozoles, sopes, huaraches, menudo, horchata, jamaica, limonada, agua. Eight, St. Peter lets Mexicans into heaven, but only to work in the kitchens. A Mexican dishwasher polishes the crystal, smells the meals, and hears the music. They dream of another heaven, one they might be allowed in if only they work hard enough. Thanks, y'all. Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. Jose, Thank you, Jose. With it. Yeah, man. That and that, that that poem that uh, the Mexican hymn poem is from the book Citizen Illegal, also out on uh, Haymarket Books. Does it not, Kevin? Go. It is. Those are facts. Also, the new joint is fire. Just yeah, I love yeah, yeah, I love yeah. when people bring that raw. And uh, yeah, man. Thank you for that. Yo, there's there's also Idris. We should shout out, man. There are a whole lot of superstars in the chat. You know, Nate Marshall's in the chat. Oh yeah, Eric who's Foreman's in the chat? In the chat. What Tommy up, Akbar is in the chat. Erica Foreman. Yeah, oh Tarfia Faizul, Faizula is in the chat. We got, we just got a lot of superstars. Let like, me ask you, you a question know. though: Is 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 Sharkula in the chat? Um, you know, he has not commented, but I'm sure I will say this: He is very close. Wherever, 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 wherever he's at right now, I know he's close. He, <laughs> he's and, outside and, the house right now. He might, look, if you if any one of us were to step outside right now, we could probably get uh, come up off of like some Sharkula vinyl or CD, guaranteed. Uh, Kevin Cole, let me ask you a question. You, one of the things that I've noticed tonight that I, you know, as I, I, what I love about these events is it just reminds me of certain techniques, like certain things, certain just, I don't know, I don't know how to say it, but like, I just love this style of poetry, this, this lane of poetry. I love breakbeat poetry. Um, and uh, there are little subtle things that we do they're very subtle. And I'm sure like somewhere, some academic poetry person say, well, no, in 1305, Byron, did, you know, whatever. But we freak it. They don't freak it like we do. But I love, I love, um, and I'm a simple guy. I like simple things. Uh, but I, I love the sneak rhyme. I love just mm. the little sneaky rhyme, a little internal rhyme, a little like wink rhyme, I call it. Yeah. Uh, so so uh, with, with Jose, he just had the, uh, the, the saint and gate, mm. uh, little slant rhyme between... Like, I think it was like the third poem and the fourth poem, whatever. But uh, uh, everyone tonight, at some point, I feel like has had a sneaky rhyme in there. Uh, and so shout out all your sneaky rhymes. I'm catching them. I love, I love that that's the technical term, too. So that's Low, the wink rhyme. Uh, uh, we on it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite technique of the Break People? It's getting cool. Yeah, well, I, 
I mean, I, you know, to, to your point, I love that, that everyone who, who, who spit tonight is uh, very conscientious of sound. And as Angel Nafis talks about not putting the audience to sleep, you know what I mean? Um, I think that's, that's, you know, it's these, these are moving narratives and it's also, it's masterfully written and it's masterfully orated. And I think that there is no, you know, distinction is that, that, you know, if it rocks on the page, it's going to rock in the ear. And I like that people take such care about how the shit sounds as well as yeah. what it means as well as how, yeah. as well as how it's crafted. So what you're saying is that uh, you appreciate the flavor in your ear. Hello. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. They got to, it's we got to move on folks. Yeah. We really, that's the, uh, no, we, um, we should move on. We should move on. Um, Idris, if I may, you know, before I introduce yeah. mother nature, I was going to, um, you know, make a contribution to the site. Oh, you going this evening? Oh, you gonna switch the bars? You you know, just like a bar, like a you know, like a. Let's go. I, so I was. New Kevin Cobble. I would, you know, I, of course, like this moment is every moment, and I think that's one of the things that Idris, you know, we, we've talked about recently on, uh, you know, our, our, you know, we we. Idris and I do a, uh, uh, this is a little shout out, but we, we do a, um, a conversation on Vocalo on Monday nights uh, called um, Same Old New School. And we t- kind of talk about hip hop and, and everything that in some ways is being discussed tonight too. Um, but that how hip hop is, is really kind of suited us for this moment. Um, in some ways, uh, hip hop is politicized now, maybe four or five generations of young people to be aware and engaged. And, um, you know, th- this moment is is every moment. And so this morning, as I was thinking about maybe what to contribute, I thought of uh, something that I wrote a little while ago and have been tinkering with since. So this is called Upon Hearing Jason Van Dyke is Home on Bail. There is no conspiracy. It is plain as day. If a black cop shot a white teen 16 times, the world would be upside down. There would be grand wizards and grand jury investigations charges and changes at the highest, whitest levels. Who mourns black people other than black people? Jason Van Dyke is home, getting his dick sucked, having a hot meal, sitting in a worn leather chair, working a model train in the basement of his bungalow. He left his cell to a system of paths from the fat, crooked hands supposed to hold him accountable. Whiteness's greatest privilege is to walk free in a bed of blood to murder and lie again and have it on video again and act like it never happened. We go crazy yelling at the TV to change the channel. The Quan McDonald will never change his clothes or have a firm night's sleep. His family will never have a firm to hold the city culpable. The culprit's free to put croutons on a salad and kill right before our eyes. There can never be enough justice here, not in a land wrongly named. We have known that and know that again. This is only the latest of the sick, chronic examples, the city country beams. Nothing changes. White cops walk freely while the ghosts of black men huddle around a TV, a courtroom, a newspaper, knowing justice is just a myth, something white people say to sleep firmly at night, tucked into white cotton sheets. Yeah, thank you. No, thanks. Thanks for letting me get down. Um, yeah, man, it's been, yeah, yeah, man. Well, you know, it's just this, this, this moment is, is new and it, and it feels, you know, too familiar and yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
it is it isn't there also like a bit of a each time this happens you know I, this is what i've been struggling with there's a cynical part of me that's just like here we go again right but then there's this other part of me that's like maybe it maybe it's a little further you know maybe we push the ball a little bit further and i will say this i will say this you know i got i got very hip to it with you know when when la burned right you know, that was the first time I was like, but wait a minute. I thought this happened when my parents were kids, right? Like to see it in color. Because before, you know, the, the Bull Connor videos, those were black and white. I was like, that was grandma's era. That was mine. And then L.A. happened. And I was like, wait, it was so surreal. I was like, what is going on? This this doesn't happen anymore, right? And since then, I've been tracking like every riot since then. And each time I feel like, well, this one's a little bit different, right? And um, and what you said up top about the fifty, the swiftness with which I think the, the 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 level of connectedness I feel to all the other cities and states that are doing this, like I feel like we're having one conversation, and that feels different to me. That feels yeah. a little bit different to me. Um, and again, I don't get too optimistic, you know what I'm saying? But but it, it I just want to share that for anyone else who might be thinking the same thing is that I, I think it's also important to honor that spirit of. Like, you know, we're not too utopia. We're not too Wakanda yet, but it's, it's, we've moved, we've inched it a further, you know, we've inched it a little bit further and someone is going to build on what we're doing now. So yeah. no, it's worth. And, and, and I think, I think it's worth saying that tonight the funds raised go to Black Lives Matter Chicago, which is, you know, one of those spaces and one of those organizing bodies and, org- and, and, and communities that I am optimistic because of, because of the, you know, essential Absolutely. work that they do to bring communities together, to build bridges between communities. Um, and, and I think that organizers now have new tools to organize new tools to communicate and stay kind of ahead of the curve. And, and, um, I think that, I think it's, I mean, to, to hold both those things, man, to be, you know, cynical because you know, and have lived in history and to be aware of history, but also to remain, you know, optimistic that we are building the future that we want to envision and want to live into. Um, I think that's, I think that's the attitude that we have to have that, that it is a long haul. Um, but, but we can get there, you know? And so, and I feel, I feel fortified by this community, man. And and so salutes to everyone in the building tonight. Um, salutes to Jose, salutes to John, salutes to Maya and Franny, uh, the Haymarket squad. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, Subscribe to our podcast and to the Haymarket Books YouTube channel, where events like this one are hosted live. And don't forget to check out haymarketbooks.org.